Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an emergency episode of Slash Film Daily for July 27th, 2018. Some big news hit in the Star Wars universe, and uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to speculate. We're going to uh, analyze it. Uh, joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Managing Editor, Jacob Hall. Hello, hello. Slash Film Weekend Editor, Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. And writer, Chris Evangelista. Hello. And of course, I am always editor in chief Peter Soretta. Um, let's just get into it. Uh, they have announced the beginning of filming for episode nine, and with that comes the cast and crew announcements. Uh, some of which is some pretty big news. Chris, you're at the sub for the site. What do we know? Okay, so obviously Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, and Junis, how do you say his last name? Sudamayo, <laughs> the guy who plays yeah. Chewbacca. They're yeah. all coming back, along with uh, Billy Lord. So we could have we could have safely assumed they were all coming back, but now we also know that Mark Hamill, Billy D. Williams, and surpri- most surprising of all, Carrie Fisher are also jo- uh, going to be in the film, along with new cast members Naomi Aki and Richard E. Grant. Okay, let's uh, let's parse this out. Um... First of all, filming is going to begin on August 1st, 2018. What is that, next week? Yes, it's next week. Uh, and, uh, you know, the returning cast, as you said, is probably not all that surprising. Um, I mean, in terms of, like, the, the the big group that you announced at first. But the big surprise is – well, let's start with the biggest surprise of all, and that is Carrie Fisher. Uh, I think we all kind of assumed – that they might have, uh, you know, killed her off in the storylines uh, in between because we expect there to be a big time jump between Last Jedi and Episode Nine. But apparently, uh, Carrie Fisher is going to appear in this film. Uh, how is that possible, Chris? Uh, apparently, J.J. Abrams will be using unused footage from The Force Awakens. So uh, I don't know how big her part's going to be. I can't imagine he has a ton of unused footage, but... Like you said, it's a lot more than we thought we were going to get. I mean, I personally thought like the opening crawl was literally going to start with Princess Leia is dead or General Leia is dead, but I guess not. 
that that would have been a chilling opening to that opening crawl. I actually uh, kind of love that idea. Um, but it, it appears we are not going to get that. Uh, Jacob, uh, do you have any ideas on how General Leia might be used in Episode Nine? My guess is, <clears throat> excuse me, my guess is we're talking about some B-roll here. A lot of shots of her maybe um, listening in to conversations, looking over rooms. Uh, I honestly don't think we're going to have any Leia dialogue. Uh, my guess is that we're going to see like Leia overseeing things from a distance and, and her thoughts being relayed by other characters. I think that they're announcing this to let us know she's going to be in there. But I think it's going to be practically a cameo. I can't imagine they have shot entire dialogue scenes that were cut from the first from Force Awakens that will also make sense here. So that would be my uh, educated guess. Yeah, I mean, J.J. Abrams said that they have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy uh, in the role of Leia in Episode Nine by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode Seven. Uh, I don't know. It, it, that sounds like more than a cameo, but. I mean, you do bring up a good point. Like, how much unused footage was there? On uh, we we did hear about. Uh, I think actually on the Force Awakens Blu-ray, you can see a deleted scenes where I, I think was originally going to be Carrie Fisher's first shot, where it, she receives a phone call at the Resistance base, um, and it's kind of like a big reveal kind of shot. Um, Brad. Any thoughts on Carrie Fisher appearing in episode nine? I think it's still possible that maybe she could be dead at the beginning of the film and maybe the footage they're using will be like some kind of repurposed, uh, you know, maybe a small monologue or something used to like inspire the resistance troops and they'll play it as like a hologram, like, you know, maybe after she's killed or like at her funeral or something like that. Um, I think that they could that you could she could easily still be dead at the beginning of this movie and they could still use footage of her as a way to say farewell um, at the beginning of this movie somehow because yeah uh, but that's again like the the thing that I wonder is just like what did they shoot during Force Awakens that they can easily repurpose uh, you know for that I it's it's difficult to imagine they shot something that significant that ended up deleted and that we hadn't heard about yet yeah. J.J. Abrams says finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. The the fact that they this is going to be a fitting tribute uh, to her. um, Yeah, I I think maybe you're right, Brad. Maybe there is some kind of uh, emotional tribute they could do with, you know, a hologram shot or something like that. Yeah. you know, we should move on to the uh, probably the biggest news of of this release is J.J. Abrams calling this the conclusion to the Skywalker saga. Uh, we, we had known from the beginning when Disney bought Star Wars that they had only announced three saga films. But uh, I think many people assumed that the, the movies would continue after that. Uh, so them saying that this is the end of the Skywalker saga is... I mean, it is something we assumed, but it also it's kind of uh, it's kind of a surprise. Uh, but I don't think it's what people think it probably means. It probably just means that this is the end of the Skywalker story. Story, and as we know, obviously, uh, Mark Hamill's character Luke Skywalker died in the Last Jedi. Uh, Carrie Fisher's character, I'm assuming, will have to die in this film, and uh, K- Kylo Ren. Uh, spoilers probably uh will probably have to die 
in uh, this film. If this is truly the end of the Skywalker saga, uh, they could still make films with uh, Poe and Ray and Finn and all those guys. Uh, am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting thing to think about. Like, if it really is the end of the Skywalker saga, then that it would mean that the Skywalker bloodline would probably have to be done, unless they leave it in a place where we don't need to see how that story continues, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you one would think that Kylo Ren would probably have to die in order for the Skywalker saga to officially be over. Um, as for continuing with any of the characters, that's an interesting question, too. Like, I do wonder, you know, because these are characters that fans have come to uh, love and embrace now. And you, you got to think that Disney wouldn't necessarily be ready to pull the plug on, you know, Rey and Finn and Poe uh, and keeping them out of any future movies. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting question. And I'm honestly not really too sure. Like I, I, you know, I would love to see what, what happens with Ray in the future. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's tough to say at this point how the, those characters, if the, if they'll continue at all. Jacob, um, I wanted to ask you, you know, do you think this is the end of those characters? Do you, do you think we'll see them again on the big screen? And if we do, do you think that they'll take a sizable, uh, leap of time off kind of you know like they have between these trilogies of star wars films to you know give some room before we meet up with ray and finn and poe again uh yeah i, I think we're gonna see a break remember it was 16 years between return of the jedi and episode one and then uh was it um uh 10 years 11 years between uh force awakens and um and revenge of the sith uh, I, I do think that if disney was smart they would um, end this uh, particular strand of, of storytelling. They would focus on Ryan Johnson's upcoming Unconnected uh, movie, the one the Game of Thrones guys are making, uh, and just luxuriate away from these characters for a bit and make us miss them. So when they come back in 15, 16, 17 years with a new series of movies, we're ready for um, see what older Ray and older Poe and older Finn are all up to. Unless uh, that they survive uh, this movie. Who knows what's going to happen to any of them. I do want to say, though, that I'm happy this is the last Skywalker Saga movie. Um, because that cursed bloodline has haunted this galaxy for far too long. They've, just, they've done more damage than good at this point. The last remaining Skywalker is a punk kid who's now running the First Order. So burn them all down, I say. Start Let's talk about the, 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 the Last Jedi uh um, Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker, who died in the last film, is going to reappear in this film. Uh, I think we've pretty much all, all assumed that he's going to appear as a Force ghost haunting Kylo Ren. Uh, does anybody think that it's going to be anything other than that? Like, will he play a mentor to Rey? Anybody have any ideas? Like Force ghost all the way. One or two scenes of him um, haunting someone. And I think the obvious choice here is him to be following around Ray, giving her advice, but I'd much rather have him literally be haunting Kylo Ren, peering over his shoulder and like mocking him and driving him in all the wrong directions. I think it's a much better use of Mark Hamill's talents than just letting him be a mentor again. How do, uh, I, I'm not as well versed in Star Wars, so how do force ghosts work? Can they just appear to anyone like in a haunted house? Is that the situation <laughs> or do they have to be like called forth? Like I, I've never quite understood that. Like, can he just randomly pop up and like you know scare kylo ren is that actually like, possible in the in the force ghost mythology i'm not sure if they've established rules like that there's definitely been force ghosts that have appeared to people who didn't call upon them and um 
And, uh, you know, Last Jedi, for the first time, I think we saw a Force Ghost, the Force Ghost of Le- uh, of uh, Yoda, actually control the weather to send a lightning bolt down to ignite the fire on that tree. Uh, so that that's the first time that we've actually seen them actually be able to control, uh, you know, the presence of our world. Um, so, and, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker, uh, had that line in the final confrontation with Kylo Ren. I think it was like, see you around kid or something like that, which is uh, what has, you know, made me say for the longest time that I think he's going to be haunting, uh, Kylo Ren. But, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, let's move on and talk about some other, uh, little bits. Uh, Billy D. Williams. This is, uh, news that was rumored for quite some time. I believe Hollywood Reporter uh, reported on this, or either Hollywood Reporter or Entertainment Weekly. Uh, But this is the first time Lucasfilm and Disney is confirming this fact. Um, Chris, how do you want to see Lando play into this film? I really don't know. I, I, I don't, this is another thing where uh, this could go either two ways. It could go where he has a very a big part in the film, sort of to, like uh, Harrison Ford had in The Force Awakens, or it could just be a cameo. I'm hoping it's somewhere in the middle because, you know, uh, I really love the new characters and I want to spend as much time with them as possible. And I understand the need to, you know, bring back the classic characters, but I want there to be like a balance. So I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere more than in a stat, like a, it's going to be a glorified cameo. That's what I'm guessing, but I could be wrong. Um, I, I love the suggestion that uh, I believe Ben gave on a previous podcast that we will finally see Lando get back the, the, the possession of the Millennium Falcon, which I think will, uh, would be a good closed loop, especially with a solo star Wars story. Um, but uh, we've already talked about Lando pretty much in depth so let's move on from there and talk about uh the two new actors who are joining this franchise naomi naomi aki and richard e grant uh chris who are these people um i'm not overly familiar with naomi aki she appeared in a recent drama called lady Macbeth, which i have yet to see but i heard is really good um and richard e grant is like a great uh, character actor. He's been in a lot of things. He's got a very long resume. He was in uh, With an All and I and uh, Hudson Hawk. He's got a very eclectic career where he's in like classy dramas and absolute trash. He'll like do it all. And uh, my first instinct is to think like, oh, he's going to play a villain because he's one of those British character actors who could so easily play a villain. But you know, it could be anything, really. I mean, for all we know, he's doing this via yeah, motion no, I, I could totally see him being part of the First Order, especially now that Hux has kind of been made uh, to be a buffoon. Uh, you, you need someone that is uh, more serious, I think, in the organization. Um, Naomi, what were you going to say? I just want to point out real quick. I'm looking at his IMDb page. And for those of you who was wondering what else he's been in recently, this is a really good example of Richard E. Grant's pedigree as an actor because he's in... Um, stuff like Game of Thrones and Jackie, these big prestige things. Uh, but he's also in superhero movies like Logan. He was also in B-movie trash like Hitman's Bodyguard. And he also voices the dragon in the TV movie The Last Dragon Slayer. So Richard E. Grant really does take everything he's offered, including Star Wars. Well, who's going to turn down Star Wars? 
<laughs> but, you know, let's talk about some of the people that are not here that might be a little bit surprising. Benicio Del Toro, who appeared in The Last Jedi as... Um, DJ. DJ. DJ, sorry. Uh, it's such a forgettable name um, because it was just, uh, you know, the letters on his hat, basically, that meant don't join. Uh, he is not appearing, at least he's not in this cast list. Uh, does that surprise us? Uh, it doesn't surprise me because that character's point has been made. He's he's the kind of coward who does not join his side has no point in the, has no purpose in the final battle. So yeah, he's that was very much a pointed one shot political jab from Ryan Johnson, and I'm not surprised he's not here. I, I don't think we'll ever see him again. We're also not seeing Gwendolyn Christie's name here. Uh, the I, I believe Ryan Johnson called her the Kenny of the Star Wars saga, uh, the new Star Wars saga. Uh, you know, as Captain Phasma, she uh, doesn't appear to be back for this one. Uh, does that surprise us? I mean, I felt like her final scene in the Last Jedi was like the best possible way to, you know, for her to go out. Like, you know. The Force Awakens, it was, you know, like a, a comedic beat where like, oh, they have a trash compactor and, you know, we can assume she survived that. But, you know, The Last Jedi, she fell into flames. It looked pretty clear like that she was dead. But, you know, who knows? Uh, the other name that I think is surprising that's not on this list is Kerry Russell, uh, someone that J.J. Abrams has worked with in his past and was rumored to have a role in this movie. Do do we have a theory? Is, it, it, do you think that was just like a cameo thing that people found out well, about, or actually, literally yeah. just broke as we were recording? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Chris? Justin, yeah. Well, Justin Kroll from Variety says, for those of you wondering, sources say Carrie Russell's deal just closed. She will also be in the movie, so it sounds like maybe they didn't have her deal finalized before they decided to release the the press announcement. Oh, so there we go. Um, okay, let's also talk about uh, some returning cast, or I mean, returning crew, uh, which includes John Williams, which will, I'm assuming this is probably going to be his last uh, for the Star Wars films, but who knows? I, I, that guy's going to probably outlive all of us. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, again, as producer. I, despite all these people on online saying that she was going to get fired. Uh, I know I'm shocked. Some random jerk on Twitter tweeted me months ago saying she had secretly been fired, but I guess this guy was wrong. I don't, I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Um, I think, yeah, she, she's at least going to finish out this, uh, this star, uh, the Skywalker saga. Um, Dan Mindell, director of photography. Uh, no shock there. JJ Abrams has worked with him many times. Neil Scanlon returns as creature effects and droid effects. Uh, you know, the whole list is, is the, the usual people that we would expect. Um, yeah. So, uh, is, is there any last thoughts on, uh, on the announcements today? I'm really glad to see not too many new names because in a finale, I want the people I've grown to know and love to get their, to have the screen time and to, had the finality of this chapter. So knowing it's only like these two, three, if you include Carrie Russell, new characters, uh, means that the movie's going to be focusing in on, on on circling the wagons and solving what we already have rather than building out too much. And I think that's appropriate and right. Uh, another thing I want to mention is Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose, is obviously back uh, despite all these, you know, toxic fans, uh, you know, making her quit <laughs> um, uh, the social networks online. Uh it's it's going to be good to see her back. I, I would like to see them do more with uh, her role in this one. Uh, and I also, I don't know, guys. Uh, I know I like Oscar Isaac. I like Poe Dameron. 
but I feel like he should have been court-martialed after the events of Last Jedi. Do, do you think he's going to suffer any any consequences for his actions? Who's left the court-martial? Everybody's dead. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, you know, Ghost Leia can court-martial him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, any last thoughts, guys? The whole movie is going to be a two-hour courtroom drama where Poe Dameron is just on trial, and that's it. That's all we're going to see. So get ready, everyone. <laughs> I think that's the uh, the Star Wars movie that uh, no one wants. So, yeah. Uh, Speak okay. for yourself, Peter. I'll watch 12 Angry Ewoks when they, when they go to Endor to try him and get Ewoks impartial jurors. <laughs> I want to see uh, a lot of time spent in the Force spirit world where – uh, Luke and Leia are just ha- hash out all of the the things that people think are like plot holes and stuff and just explain things that everyone's been wanting to hear just so they'll shut the fuck up after the movie comes out. I mean, we don't see Andy Serkis's name here. Uh, Good. <laughs> uh, I mean, Snoke was pretty, it seemed pretty dead in Last Jedi. Uh, what, are, what are the odds that, that uh, we get a Han Solo like smuggler ghost? Like well, maybe maybe Billy D. Williams introduces the idea of the smuggler ghost. Like you roll a the sabak dice a certain <sighs> way, and Han Solo appears, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey kid, you know. <laughs> Everyone's a ghost now. Everyone can be a ghost in the Star Wars universe. I don't, I don't, I don't like any of this. Okay, we're, we're officially cutting this off. Uh, thank you for listening. I know we've done a lot of podcasts over the last week. Uh, too many, to be honest. Uh, you can find all our work on SlashFilm.com. This podcast is published every weekday, sometimes even more, on uh, SlashFilm.com in all the popular podcast apps. Uh, please, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, send it to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. And go rate and re- review us on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell your friends. And we will see you on Monday.